0: As a PJ professional, I often find myself in situations where I feel run down, fatigued, and dehydrated. Whether it's a long day at work giving lessons or playing in an event myself, I know DF18 by DriveForce can help me get through. DF18 is a pre-round supplement that's added to water. Drink it on your way to the golf course or midday at work to get through that afternoon slump. Everything else is just for hydration, but DF18 helps with focus and stamina and boosts your overall health. Whether you're a golf professional, PGA or LPGA tour player, or an amateur golfer, DF18 can help you feel better and play better. Go to driveforce.golf and use my code BIRDIE15 to get 15% off your order. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Birdie Bitch Podcast. My name is Maddie Belden, and I'm your host. Today, I'm going to be channeling my inner Abby Parsons, who I had on my last episode, and talking about myself. (laughs) So I was just going to give a brief, well, maybe not brief, overview of who I am, where I came from, how I got to where I am now. Um, I know a lot of people that listen to this podcast aka like my mom and my dad have known me my entire life and uh, know every story I'm going to tell. So if you do know everything about me, maybe this isn't the episode for you. Um, But there's definitely some people that have reached out to me about the podcast who I've never met before and we've never talked before, so they have no idea who I am or why I have any reason to have a podcast, especially one with the title of Birdie Bitch. Um, And basically just going to be explaining why I am the way I am and why I have, I guess, um, some sort of authority to talk about the things that I'm going to be talking about. So yeah, I guess this is kind of like a selfish episode. um, I probably should have done it in the beginning, but here we go. So if we really want to learn the whole story about me, it starts back when I was born in 1997. I was born in Newport, Rhode Island, which is where my parents met. And shortly thereafter, or maybe around the same time I was born, my dad took the assistance job at Worcester Country Club up in Worcester, Mass. And then he became the head golf professional in the year 2000. And um, I grew up at the country club, basically. My mom was a shop manager. And my dad was the head golf pro and I was always there. My parents liked to tell the story of me being like two or three years old, maybe four. And I would just like stand on a chair or a stool at the computer where the POS system was and they taught me how to hit member charge. So like my mom would ring people up and I would just like sit there and hit member charge and people thought it was like the funniest thing. Or she would, you know, try to keep me busy and have me count all the golf balls in the pro shop and tell me I was helping with inventory, even though I was like five years old. So I really just like grew up going there. It was like a second home. And um, I, along the way, I guess I just picked up a lot of information subconsciously thinking or not thinking that I was going to be using any of it in the future because I had, I guess I had bigger and better plans to become a lawyer. I'll get to that in a second. Don't really know why that ever crossed my mind, but I saw my mom do like merchandising and all the admin stuff and my dad obviously running tournaments, giving lessons, running clinics. So I really saw like all sides of the business and, or at least of, you know, the private country club operation because I also ended up working in the back room for probably four or five years and I always helped with junior clinics. And I worked the 10th hole game on member guest days. Um, So I was really involved at some point in my life in all parts of this operation. But growing up, I was, you know, your classic annoying little teenage girl. And I would argue with my parents and everyone else about everything. Like I was the kid, I'll never forget in second grade, I, or not second grade, in sixth grade, I was in math class. And I can't remember, I think her name was Mrs. O'Connor. I sat there. I don't know what we were learning. And I raised my hand and I said, why are we learning this? I'm never going to use this in my my life. Like when I'm an adult, I'm not going to use this. And you know what? I was probably right because I don't use a lot of math. Like I use scorecard math. I add up threes, fours, fives, and sixes, and that's about it. But like I would just argue with everyone about everything. So naturally, everyone was like, oh my God, you should be a lawyer when you grow up. And when people tell you that when you're like 10 or 11 or 12, you think like anything is possible. And growing up, that was always my standard answer. If people asked me what I wanted to do, I said I wanted to go to law school. And it did really interest me. But what didn't like add up in my head was I hated reading and writing and I didn't like school. So I don't know like... Why those wires never connected in my brain that um, law school was like three years of reading and writing in classes that I wasn't gonna like. <laughs> like it just didn't make sense. So basically, what I'm getting at is I never once thought in my entire life that I was gonna be a golf professional because I just had it in my head I was gonna go to law school. So naturally, as you know, I ended up learning how to member charge things on the POS at the age of like three. At some point, I also got a club put in my hand. Um, My dad never forced me to play or practice or anything like that. He was never overbearing, forcing me to do anything. But I probably the end of middle school, the beginning of high school, I started actually really getting into it. As my dad says, the bug bit me. And I started taking lessons more consistently, practicing more consistently And I say more consistently because it was relatively more consistently. I was not one of the top junior players, I'll tell you that. But I did play in a lot of any PGA junior tour events. I played in high school. Um, And this is the part where a lot of my personality, at least when it comes to golf, has developed. When I played for my high school, I was the only girl on the team, except there was one girl I think my sophomore year, like I was the only girl and then I was the captain, I think junior and senior year. I honestly don't remember. And I was the MVP senior year. Um, and then when I played in the New England junior events, I would be the only girl a lot of the times. Like I was playing with boys and it just like pissed me off. Even at the age of the ripe age of twelve. I was like, why do I have to play with the gross boys? Um, even at Worcester, I was allowed to play in their junior like weekly junior events, and I was the only girl for the most part, and it was fine, like I got along with the guys, but I was just like, why are there no other girls? So you can see why I have a podcast named Birdie Bitch, because I, my entire life have been annoyed that there's not enough girls in golf playing or working in golf. So during high school um, and middle school, I played in the New England uh, junior tour events, And that's where I would end up meeting my future boss, JC. He was the director of the junior golf program for the New England section. And I would actually end up interning for him for two summers during college. I think it was 2017 and 2019. I took a break in 2018 from golf. I actually interned. um, You'll hear this in the last episode with Abby. We talked about it. In 2018, I interned um, for a lovely family. But it was a uh, an air freight company, and um, I did customs brokerage, which is a very interesting thing. They actually lack um, females in that industry as well. <laughs> but I did spend my entire summer working nine to five, Monday through Friday, in an office, and I hated it. And I texted JC that winter and was like, "Can you please take me back next summer? Because I just I really enjoyed being outside, being on the golf course. I mean, it's like." The best office that you can have, really. And so, in my two summers working for the section, um, that's just kind of like where I learned how to run a tournament. And I know a lot of people don't really enjoy running tournaments, but I actually don't mind it. Maybe it's because of my time at the section. I ran a lot of junior tournaments, but I actually do really enjoy running tournaments, and that's where I learned how to how to do it. So towards the end of high school, obviously, everyone's trying to figure out where they're going to college. I had in my mind, um, again, I look back on this and I'm just flabbergasted because at some point I decided I was going to be a biology major slash a French major. And the French made sense because I still to this day, am pretty um, almost fluent. I wouldn't say fluent now because I haven't spoken it a lot lately, but I'm pretty good at French. Always have been. Where the biology came from, I'm <laughs> have literally no clue. Like I was not good at it in high school, but I applied to a bunch of different colleges thinking I was going to be bio pre-med or something, which is like legitimately insane. I ended up choosing Holy Cross, which is also a funny story because I said I would never go to school in Worcester. Um, I went to high school in Worcester and I was like, I'm getting out of here. I actually looked at McGill, which is in Montreal and I wanted to go there and like play field hockey and speak French. And do biology. And I don't know, it sounds like a great time, but that just looking back on it, it was not where I was supposed to be. So I ended up at Holy Cross. And my entirety, uh, the entirety of my time in high school, I also never crossed my mind that I would play golf in college. I thought I would play field hockey. I loved field hockey. I was decent at it, I guess. And like that was my main sport in high school. So I actually don't really totally remember where the idea to play college golf came from. Um, Holy Cross is Division One, but at the time was kind of like the coach that I had. Love him. Tim Bebo was the coach. Um, actually, he just announced his retirement. Um, I think he did six or seven years, um, but he was my coach all four years. And I knew him actually because I worked with both of his sons at Worcester in the back room. So everything kind of just comes full circle, which is pretty funny. But I guess at some point I decided I was going to play college golf. So I reached out to coach Bebo and just, you know, for the hell of it, was like, Hey, do you have a spot on your team? And he met with me. Um, we talked, I said I was going to Holy Cross and I was going to play golf. And that was that it's division one at Holy Cross. We did not, no one on my team got a scholarship so it was really hard for him to recruit really good players. We had a few decent players, but we were always at the bottom of the Patriot League um, behind my friend Abby and her lovely BU team. And Richmond was always pretty good. Lehigh was pretty good. I mean, like everyone was pretty good except for us. So it was really hard mentally to like take that seriously because... We showed up to every tournament and we were like, we get kind of no chance to win this thing or even like come in second or third or fourth um, out of like six (laughs) teams in the league. My roommate right now, Jackie, she actually won Patriot League Rookie of the Year our freshman year and she was a really good player, still is a good player, but we just didn't have enough talent to do anything as a team. So I just grew increasingly more... I guess, frustrated with golf. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I loved my teammates. I still talk to a lot of them. We had really fun traveling together. We went to some really awesome courses. Had some really good dinners. You know, at the end of the day, if we played terribly, our coach is like, let's go get a chicken parm and move on with life. Like the best thing he ever said, I say this to some people that I teach. He goes, well, you didn't die. You know, you're still alive. It's okay. It's just a game. It's golf. So that's, but that still stands true today. But yeah, I played all four years of college golf. Jackie and I were co-captains our junior and senior year. Um, but you know, it was just a really frustrating time because we the, we were held to the same standard of the rest of the student athletes at our school, but we didn't really get the same funding or the same opportunities and. Um, the whole time it was just kind of a struggle, and it was actually really disappointing. Like there was one year we didn't even get uniforms until the end of our fall season. Like I remember um, girls that weren't traveling had to give their old uniforms to our freshmen to use, and it was just like it I know we weren't like a big time program, but the least you could do is give us clothes. you know, like your Holy Cross, your tuition's like seventy five, eighty thousand dollars a year. I think you can spare a couple hundred bucks to give five, six of us polo shirts and they were never even good polo shirts. So like, I know you could afford it. It was just, it was super disappointing, but I came out of it with a lot of awesome memories and awesome friends and I wouldn't change anything about it. I just wish Holy Cross was a little better to us. This plays into the story because I actually kind of grew to hate golf. I never wanted to practice. I hated playing poorly, but I didn't want to do anything about it because I was like, what's the point? And I really just like, during the summer, I would play in the state am, but I wouldn't practice or play much. And it was just, it wasn't on the front of my mind and it didn't appeal to me anymore, which makes this whole becoming a golf professional thing even crazier in my mind because I actually, this is really upsetting to admit because I know my dear friend, Jackie, feels the complete opposite of me, but um, senior year of college, we graduated in 2020, was when COVID hit. So we had about two months left of school. We were about to go on a spring break trip to Pinehurst, you know, free trip to Pinehurst. We were going to have our last spring season, our last Patriot League championship, and then COVID hit a week before we were going to Pinehurst. That I was disappointed about. Yes, I wanted to go to Pinehurst. But I was so relieved that our season was canceled because I was like, thank God I don't have to play in any more college tournaments. And it's crazy because Jackie was the complete other end of the spectrum and she was super upset about it because she wanted to keep competing, right? And looking back on it, I, I wish we had a spring season, but it almost allowed me to like forget how much I hated golf at the time. Um, and at that time too, when COVID hit, I had actually already accepted the job at Braeburn, which I'll get into in a minute. But I really had no intention of liking golf again or playing golf on a consistent basis again after college. I was like so thrilled that it was over with, which is terrible, but it's the truth. So senior year rolls around. Everyone's trying to look for a job and... Um, I have no idea what I want to do with my life. I got a D plus in biology freshman year. I was, I was pretty good at French, but like, what are you going to do with that? Um, I ended up majoring in international relations or international studies, which is a combo of political science, economics, and the language. So I took French and Spanish. Um, I learned a lot about government. So I was like, Oh, maybe I can try the law school thing again after I almost failed out of biology. Yeah. So I I realized I hate school. I'm not going to law school. Like, screw that. That's not happening. So I just started applying to every job that I could find that, like, I was remotely qualified for. I had a college degree or was going to have a college degree. So I was like, yeah, what's it hurt to apply to all these different jobs? So I was applying to a lot of, like, sales jobs, marketing. I don't know. I was good at social media, like, thought. So I would apply to jobs like that. Um, And I had a lot of interviews, actually, with sales and marketing companies. And I never got an offer from any of them because clearly in the interview I had, I just didn't want anything to do with it. Right. So <laughs> they could probably pick up on that. So one day in January, uh, my dad and I went and got lunch together and he was like, why don't you just look at the PGA job board on pga.org? And I was like, eh. like you've always told me you know, not to work in the golf business, blah, blah, blah. He was like, we well, don't have to be a golf professional. You could work in a golf shop. Like, just in the meantime, we we'll you figure out what you want to do. So I looked, and Braeburn Country Club uh, had a golf shop manager position listed. So I applied to that, and the head pro there, Phil, who's now the director of golf there, reached out to me interviewed me over the phone, offered me the job, and I was like, holy crap, I got a job offer. Like, what in the world? This is my first one. I actually, he probably knows this because I think that phone interview was at like 8 a.m. on a Friday after I had gone to the bar the night before. Um, so I was <laughs> pretty hungover when I was doing that interview. But yeah, I was like amazed. I was like, oh my god. So I talked to my parents about it, and it was a year-round gig, which is really hard to find in uh, the golf world, especially up in New England. So I ended up accepting it and I started two days after graduation, after a little fake graduation on YouTube um, because of COVID. So yeah, I started working at Brayburn in Newton, Mass in May of 2020, the end of May. And I thought I was going to be doing merchandising, all that stuff. I had A plan in my head, maybe I would go work for Nike or Titleist or Ping or something like that and do sales and be a rep of some sort. Um, And this was just like my foot in the door um, to that world, or so I thought. I'm there, loving it. One day, Phil asked me, do you want to give some lessons? Make some extra cash. I was like, sure, why not? Gave some lessons to, I think my first lesson was to two sisters. I think they were teenagers. And um, I realized I actually really liked teaching, even though I was definitely not qualified to give a lesson at the beginning of my career. Um, Like my dad says, I should go back or we should all go back and give refunds. to like the first year of lessons that we gave, because they probably just, you know, they weren't worth the money that these people were paying us. So yeah, I got involved in teaching. I got involved with the junior stuff. I started to help run the ladies games and tournaments and all that stuff. And I just kind of fell into being a golf professional more so than a merchandiser or buyer or anything like that. And then at some point I was told uh, that Braeburn pays for PGA education. And I talked to my dad about it and he was like, well, he goes, you might as well, if they're going to pay for it, Like you can get your class A um, while you're working." And because it was COVID, you didn't have to travel to do the seminars. So usually you would have to go to uh, do your PGA Education at PGA headquarters in Florida. But because it was COVID, I actually got to do them online on like a Zoom format type thing. So I took up their offer. I started doing the work to become a Class A PGA professional, which this was probably in July of 2020, which is hilarious because like three months prior, I decided I literally hated golf. Um, And I was super excited that COVID hit so I didn't have to play my spring season. But I was just kind of going with the flow. I like to plan things, which is good and bad, I guess. Um, But this did not fall into my plans at all. And I just kind of decided to go with it. So I took my my playing ability test, my PAT, in July at Green Hill Municipal Golf Course in Worcester, Massachusetts. And I passed on my first try, which is a miracle, Um, considering I... You know, hated golf like three months before this. But I think I shot like 78, 77 or 79, 78. I don't know. I passed by two strokes. It was the first golf tournament I had played in like my entire life that I didn't freak out and I didn't have like a mental breakdown at some point. It's 36 holes and the entire time, it probably helped that we played the first round in like two and a half hours. So there was no time to think about anything. It was just me and one other girl. Um, But yeah, I passed on my first try. And then I took my first PGA seminar in December of 2020, and I just kind of whipped through it. Um, So there's three levels. I did level one in December of 2020. I did level two in April 2021. And then I did level three in October, I believe, of 2021. Um, And in between all the seminars, you have to do... Uh, your work portfolio and take exams and all that fun stuff. So I finished all of that at the end of 2021 and I was elected a class A member in January of this year, 2022. So I did it relatively quickly from my level one seminar to being elected was about 13 months. And I think it really helped. I know it takes a lot of people a long time to get through it, but I think it helped that I was fresh out of college. So if you are a male or a female and you are uh, not at a PGM program college, but you want to get your class A, I would suggest starting it sooner rather than later because I think right now they're still on Zoom, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think they're in person yet, um, but I would do it sooner rather than later because the further you get away from high school or college and like being in a school setting, it gets so much harder to just sit down and do work. like. Even the removal that I had from it, because my senior spring was kind of a joke since I, it was COVID and we had Zoom class and teachers didn't know how to teach and they just kind of like gave us A's for the hell of it. It was even like a little bit harder for me to remember how to like sit down and force myself to do work like that. So yeah, I would definitely re- recommend just getting it over with as soon as possible after you are um, done with school. And if anyone is in the process of Getting their class A right now in the middle of doing all their book work, I would be more than happy to help you. Um, If you have any questions, you can DM me on Instagram or you can email me. I'll answer any of your questions. I'm not going to do the work for you, but I will help you. So yeah, that's kind of like uh, the whirlwind story of me becoming a class A PGA professional from, uh, I guess it all comes full circle. I will say, uh, if you're not from the Northeast. You probably have never heard about it, but the We Met Francis We Met Scholarship Fund gives scholarships to high school and uh, college kids who work in golf. So you can work on the grounds crew in the bag room. You can be a caddy, anything. Um, so I was a recipient of a couple of their endowed scholarships during college. You have to, like, write an essay, prove that you worked at a golf course, et cetera, et cetera. But one of the things that you have to do before your first year getting the scholarship is participate in an interview. And this is probably the most intimidating interview that I've ever been a part of because you're, like, 16, 17, or 18, I think. It's probably the end of high school you do it. Um, And you just sit in a boardroom with, like, 10 to 12 I don't know, I might be remembering this wrong, but I believe it was 10 to 12 adults. Um, and their their job is just to ask you a bunch of questions. And I don't remember anything that they asked me for the entire interview, except they said they knew who my dad was. Um, and they said, do you ever see yourself working in the golf business? And I said, absolutely not. I was dead serious. I said, nope. And they said, well, why not? And my dad probably would have killed me if I told him I said this after this interview because a lot of those people know him. Um, But I said, yeah, no, um, I've watched my dad do it and it looks miserable. So I'm good. And the fact that they gave me the scholarship after that is, you know, they must have seen something else in me, I guess. But I don't know. I just saw my dad work crazy hours, sun up to sundown, you know, just be pestered about the craziest things. And I being a, you know, grumpy teenage girl, I only saw the bad things about it. Now that he's removed from being a head pro and he just teaches now, he's currently the director of instruction at Salem Country Club, um, which is also where I work. So now we're co-workers. But now that he just teaches, which I think is was his favorite part of the job, um, and he doesn't have to deal with a lot of the craziness that goes on when you're a head pro, I can see now why he has stayed in this business. It's a really rewarding business, and we all—I mean, Abby and I were talking about this last week. We all love to complain about it—the crazy hours, um, working weekends, not having like a normal life. You know, social life's hard. Blah 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 blah. But your office is a golf course, and you get to help people learn how to play golf and run tournaments and you're not sitting at a desk on a phone all day. I don't know. To me, that sounds boring. But I guess my perspective has changed now compared to when I was in like high school and I saw my dad um, stress about work. And I was like, oh, that looks miserable. And I told the we met scholarship people, I would never work in golf because my dad is tired all summer and that's no fun because I wanted to go to the beach. So yeah, here I am. <laughs> So my future plans, I'm quite the planner, but I don't really have a great plan for my future. Currently, um, I finished my class A, obviously. Right now, I'm working through this specialization program. So I'm getting specialized in teaching and coaching, which is just like another level of certification, I guess, or classification through the PGA. And then like the next level is being certified, but you can't do that until you've been a member for five years. So right now I'm working on the specialized program and I'm just hopefully hoping to teach a lot more this year. I taught a decent amount the last two years, but I'm hoping to really uh, teach more types of people. I've taught a lot of women. Maybe I'll teach more men this year. Hopefully, I don't know, that's kind of iffy because they don't like to listen to women. Um, <laughs> I didn't say that. Everyone always asks me, do you want to be a head pro like your dad? And, you know, rewind to when I was 18. I said, I'm never going into the golf business. Currently, my answer is, I'm never going to be a head golf pro. Um, my dad thinks otherwise. He's like, yeah, you will be. Give it time. I don't see that happening for myself, but who knows what the future holds. Uh, my ultimate goal would probably just to be a teaching professional, director of instruction of some sort, either at a golf course or hopefully at like a a teaching facility where there's, um, you know, a driving range, a gym, sports psychologist, nutritionist, all that kind of like a holistic approach to teaching golf. But that's just kind of like a far fetched plan right now. You know, check back in, in like five years, I might be a head golf pro and say, oh yeah, remember when I made that podcast and said I was never gonna be a head pro? I don't know. We'll see. That is uh, the story of how I got here. Um, if you know me and you listen to this whole thing, thanks for giving me the listen, but you probably already heard all of these stories. And if you're new, also thank you for sticking around. I hope this gave you a little bit more insight on why I created this podcast. And clearly I have a lot to to talk about. Um, I love to talk, channeling my inner Abby Parsons and trying to love talking about myself, (laughs) which I'm going to have to do because now I have a podcast, but thank you so much for listening. It would be greatly appreciated if you left me a five-star review on either Apple or Spotify um, and subscribe to it. It really helps boost my little ratings. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at MaddieBeldingGolf, M-A-D-D-Y. And if you have any questions about anything, if you're trying to get into the golf business, trying to get through your PGA bookwork, DM me there or email me maddiebeldinggolf at gmail.com. I'd be happy to help you answer some questions. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you guys next week.